Get in the cart. Right at us. The best in the business, Roger Cleveland. Can't wait to get back to Chicago in this one. This is Party of Four, a Mistwood Golf Club podcast. Everyone, welcome back into another episode of the Party of Four podcast. I'm Ben Hutchison. Usually Andy Michelson would be right here next to me, but because we're practicing social distancing for this quarantine episode, he joins me on the phone. How are you, Andy? Real good. How you doing? Pretty good. Let's get right to the news in the golf world, kind of in general, but especially here in Illinois as well. Like a lot of states, we found out we can't open the golf course yet. Your reaction? Yeah, it, it just feels like we've been going back and forth, back and forth, and um you know, it's, it's definitely disappointing. We we went through a lot of different uh, precautions to ensure everyone's safety. Uh, we basically created a frictionless environment. I mean, from the time you would walk onto the ground to the time you would leave, we wouldn't have had you really touching anything unnecessarily. Um, there would have literally been, like I said, no friction at all. It would have been uh, just a pleasurable five-mile walk while you're taking a few swings. Uh, nothing more than that. And um, unfortunately, just because of some of the events uh, that happened, I think, uh, within the city of Chicago, um, with people not practicing good social distancing, I think uh, it was just kind of one blanket, you know, we need to close uh, all of the, uh, the parks and outdoors activities. So we were amongst the, on that list and disappointing, but what can we do? We did try to make it kind of just an easy way to come in, really no contact with other people, stay six feet apart. And it, at the same time, get some exercise without furthering the spread of the coronavirus. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were individually batting tees. We uh, put out a video to make, ensure that all the golfers are on the same page on what we were going to be able to offer them and how we were taking those next steps uh, to ensure their safety throughout the entire uh, experience there. Like I said, I I'm disappointed in it because I think with all the precautions we took, it was basically just going to be a nice five-mile walk in a in a nice park, and you're taking a you know a few swings, and that's that's literally all I saw it as. And and unfortunately, the uh, again because of some of the the things that have, have happened outside of golf, I think uh, um, golf bore the brunt of uh, of the decision. And even surfing through social media, there's a lot of talk and chatter there. The Illinois PGA they put out. A little statement talking about, despite an interpretation stating that golf courses could remain open during the stay-at-home order, the state of Illinois is now prohibiting golf courses from opening. Golf course maintenance and carry-out service for club restaurants is still permitted. We still have McQuethy's Tavern with their curbside pickup. So there are some people still working, but as a golf professional, how much do you just want to get out there and be around the game of golf and see those smiling faces we talk about? Yeah, I mean, especially with what we've gone through over the last week. When you, when you look at last Friday when the stay-at-home order went in place, um, you know, there was still some interpretation. Is golf going to be part of this? Is golf not going to be part of this? Uh, we received a clear signal um, by about Monday that golf would be part of that to, to stay at home. Uh, then our hopes got ramped up on uh, Tuesday night when we started to uh, hear the news from our allied uh golf associations throughout Illinois uh, that we were able to reopen um, but under these safety precautions and we took those to the highest level. Unfortunately, uh, we got the news that uh, the state would come down 
uh, with a uh, order to basically re-revise back to last Friday's order um, that unfortunately uh, did close the golf course operations till at least April 7th. Now we actually did talk with our superintendent at Misswood Golf Club, Ben Kelnoffer, on Thursday the 26th. Everything excited. We got the green light. We're ready to go. Here's what he said at the time. Of course, it's transitioned nicely out of the winter. Um, don't see any existing issues from the wintertime. Everything is greening up nicely and coming coming out of dormancy slowly, but um, we're getting there. We are definitely getting there. Hey, don't shortchange the uh, professional staff in filling those divots. I tell you what, you guys have been absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Listen, it's been a huge, huge help <laughs> having your staff out on the golf course. Uh, you can laugh all you want, Andy. <laughs> no, they've, they've, been huge... they've been fun doing it. Been yeah, ab- doing it. Ab- absolutely. It's nice to have them out there. Everybody chipping in to get this place ready to go. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's been a good team effort. Yes, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. We should do that every year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Ben, part of the precautions uh, that we made uh, for opening up was with the uh, with the pins and specifically um, the the cups and the foam in the cups. Um, where did you come up with that idea? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, social media um, just being on sites and different ideas from different people all over the country. Um, we, we tried a few different things and in putting the cut pool noodles in the bottom of the cups to prevent the ball from going all the way in um, seemed to work the best for us. So we decided to go with it. But um, I, I tell you what, social media and everybody getting on there and discussing ways to solve these problems and to be uh, – you know, just be cognizant of all the things that we've got going on right now in this crazy world. Uh, it's nice to see so many people chipping in, throwing out ideas. Um, I, not only has helped us, it's it's helped a ton of courses. So um, it's really, really nice to have that. One other question for you, Ben. So as I'm walking around the grounds yesterday, I see what looks like a street roller. Uh, can you tell me what you guys are doing with that? and um, you know, how that helps uh, open the golf course with the best greens in the area? Well, I, uh, we're, we're one of those courses that uh, we, we tend to airify a little later in the season. So, um, you know, coming into the spring, there's, there's still some remnants of airification from the fall, and we literally just rent out an asphalt roller and uh, – we roll our greens two directions with an asphalt roller to take out any inconsistencies from fall airification and just to really smooth them out and, and, you know, help create a really good putting surface right off the bat. So uh, we've been doing that for, I don't know, multiple years now. And um, it just really, really helps us get out the gate with, you know, keeping these greens smooth and consistent and, um, you know, golfers, Playability is a big thing for us here at Misswood and it being consistent. And um, that really helps us get out of the gate with consistency on these, on these greens. So um, it's something that uh, I like the results of it and we'll continue to do it. 
Well, then you guys and your crew do a heck of a job and can't thank you enough. Oh, hey, listen, it's, uh, it's, it's a full team effort. Always has been, always will be. So um, we take a lot of pride in what we do, Andy. You know that. Everybody does around here. So um, we're going to stay. We're going to stay hard at it. And uh, it's going to be an interesting season, to say the least. But we're, we're, we're looking forward to it. No doubt about it. So, Andy, the course is in good shape whenever we get to get back out there. Yeah, we're ready to go. I mean, maintenance is going to go on for the next uh, couple of weeks. Obviously, our our target opening date, as with everyone else, got pushed back to April 8th. So, really, it's just general maintenance, cutting of the greens, mowing of the fairways. Um, and we're in good shape. We're ready to go. Um, so, it'd be, be very easy maintenance over these next couple of weeks, just basic cutting of the greens, mowing the fairways, all that good stuff. I firmly believe you will not find a more dedicated crew. Now, Let's move on to youth golf and the drive, chip, and putt national finals that were supposed to be at Augusta this year, now canceled, also qualifying for next year's event, canceled already as well. Andy, this is a big deal for the young golfers out there. Yeah, it's extremely disappointing because there's there's things that, you know, when you talk about the drive, chip, and putt, it's, it's really kind of one of those first activities that a, uh, a junior golfer will make in in kind of that competitive leap. You know, drive, chip, and putt might be the first thing. Then they might think about doing PJ Junior League. Then maybe they get in some of our, you know, uh, more accelerated programs that we have in Misswood. It's, uh, it's really disappointing because I feel like with, with drive, chip, and putt not happening, there might be some of those kids that we might miss, and they might just walk away from golf and, and uh, pick another activity. Uh, I mean – I was going to put my kids in it. My kids are eight and ten, and I was excited to uh, have them try their first drive, chip, and putt, and um, you know try that for a few years and get them into PGA Junior League and all that other good stuff. So um, I, I do think it's gonna it's gonna have a ripple effect. Hopefully, on top of this, um, we could stay maybe a little bit more patient uh, before the PGA Junior League decision uh, comes down because those seasons are a little bit later, uh, a little bit more towards June. But I have a really bad feeling that. We're going to have no drive, chip, and putt, no PGA Junior League, and, and that would make for a, a very disappointing uh, junior golf summer. And we really can't stress enough that we want everyone to be safe. We want to practice the social distancing. We don't want to see this coronavirus spread any further. But a lot of these activities can be done the right way in a safe environment without that risk. Yeah, and the, the golf course community, and the, the golf community, I should say, wants to be given that opportunity to do so. Um, it, was, it was pretty awesome, actually, in the last week, just to see how much collaboration I had with other professionals and other professionals I had with other professionals. Just the amount of collaboration that we were going back and forth with to ensure the safety of our guests. And so um, I really wish the responsibility was more left up to the uh, golf professionals because we, we'd really like to, uh, to be able to serve those in a very responsible manner and practice good social distancing, but also you know, not stem that learning curve. I think the learning curve when they're younger is, is really important. Now it is no secret as we move along in this episode, we love talking about equipment. What's hot? PXG is one of those brands and has been for the last five years or so. A new line of clubs out. Donnie Tansky joins us on the phone. How are you? I'm well, gents. How are you? Good. Gen 3 Irons. I want to read the description that you guys have on your website. Our new Gen 3 irons feature our incredible new patented impact reactor technology, our drop-dead sexy, 
and deliver an incredible combination of distance, forgiveness, accuracy, a sweet spot larger than Texas, and feels so soft, it's like spreading warm butter on a hot biscuit. Oh, my. Is that accurate? That's about as accurate as they can be described. I would tell you you did a perfect job there, Ben. No, that's from your website. That is your words, not mine. <laughs> that's Mr. Parsons' words, indeed. Awesome. So tell us about PXG a little bit for those that don't know about it. So the big thing that I'd like to, you know, uh, a lot of people may have heard of PXG in the past. They've been around uh, just a hair over five years now. Um, it is the fastest growing golf company in the history of the world which is a pretty impressive statistic. Um, they started, we started, excuse me, with uh, making a set of irons called our Gen 1, our 0311 Gen 1. Uh, Mr. Parsons, Bob Parsons, for those of you who don't know, um, started, is an American entrepreneur. He started the most uh, familiar one, you might, the company you might be familiar with, is uh, uh, GoDaddy. He's the founder of GoDaddy made his money there, a lot of it, and was is a golf geek. He, um, he uh, spent, I believe it was 2012 or 2013, spent $300,000 in one year trying to find the best golf equipment. He could not find anything that would satisfy his needs, so he decided to start his own golf company golf equipment company, I should say. Now we've branched into everything, into apparel, all sorts of stuff, but started with irons, um, the Generation 1 irons that kind of flipped the world on its side. Everybody was uh, wondering who the hell this guy is and why does he think he can make golf clubs better than, you know, the big four or five or six manufacturers excuse me, that were already out there. Um, he did pilfer a couple of guys, a couple of R&D engineers uh, from another big golf company. And he gave them literally no price restrictions nor time restraints in order to develop what he now believes and what we believe are the best signs on the market. So, Donnie, how excited are you to be partnering with Mistwood on this new PXG venture? I would tell you that it is the most excited partnership, exciting partnership that I have uh, right now, to be completely honest with you guys. I've, uh, as you know, I've been in the in the area with another company for a decent amount of time, and since making the switch to PXG, my first priority was to partner with would I believe in everything you guys do from your your facilities to your fitting uh, capabilities to I mean everything you guys do your social media presence literally everything you guys do I respect the heck out of and I think you guys provide a world-class experience for everyone and that's something that I being a, you know being a sales rep for PXG wanted to be involved in. You guys were number one on my radar, and uh, I'm thrilled to say that we've started this. We've, we've started this venture. We're going down this road. Let's partner with you guys. So enough patting ourselves on the back. Uh, <laughs> let's pat you on the back. You guys have, have, have done a good job in, in pursuing our partnership. Um, so what are some of the things that 
you're excited about outside of the, just the Gen 3 iron lineup and, and all the other uh, products within the lineup? I mean, I would say I'm most excited about all the different uh, options we have now as a fitter. Um, you know, kind of go through some of those those options that we have and um, what, what, what gets you most excited in the lineup? I would tell you that, you know, the Gen 3 irons are obviously our, our most exciting new products. Um, there's there are three different models for those of some of your listeners that might not be familiar. There are a, there's a T iron for it's a tour performance. There's a P iron for kind of a player's feel and look, and then there's our XP, which is our extreme performance iron, more a little more for the higher handicaps. Uh, very very forgiving. All three of them, the feel, the look. I mean, everything is absolutely beautiful about them. Um, the other great thing is you can combo these sets very easily when working with one of the fitters over at Mistwood. That's a very easy thing to do if you want a little more forgiveness in your high iron, a little more precision in the lower irons. That's something that can be done very seamlessly with these gen, with this Gen 3 product. The other thing I would tell you, Andy, is I don't think it's enough uh, love and respect from the general public until they actually put them in their hands. This is our Metalwood lineup. I would tell you that the rescue clubs that we make are the best I've ever hit from anybody. Um, the driver is incredibly low spinning and very forgiving, and the fairways are just rockets. So you guys have every every piece of the puzzle over there in this wood for your uh, for your consumers to try out. Obviously, we're a little bit more known as an iron company, but don't sleep on those metal woods either. Absolutely. And what, I, what I'm most impressed by, too, just um, being a little bit better player is the consistency of the product. I mean, somehow you guys have found a way to not only capture the right look, so whether it's the P-irons or the T-irons, if you put both of those down, they really don't look all that, that different. So when you're talking about blending sets, I think that's really impressive. But what I was impressed by was the control, was the performance. You have a forgiving iron that is probably one of the longer ones, if not the longest on the market, but is also consistent. Um, and so for something to be all three of those is very hard to find. And, you know, yeah, CXG is a little bit on the higher end of the, of the price spectrum, but I'll tell you what, you check all three of those boxes, I'm probably walking up with a blank check too. <laughs> That's good to hear. Andy. Yeah, one of the things that, that uh, we pride ourselves on is the technology all around in the iron sets, the Gen 3 irons, I will tell you. Everybody will tell you know you'll get a bunch of other companies telling you how great their ball speed is, how great their forgiveness is, and they are. They're fantastic. There's a lot of fantastic products out there. Where I think we set ourselves apart is the forgiveness across the face. So if you miss a shot a little bit out on the till or a little bit in toward the ear, a little high or a little low, which let's be honest, the majority of us do being amateur golfers, you're not gonna see a drastic drop in distance, height, spin, by any stretch of the imagination. The, the, they are the most forgiving irons I'll put up against anybody else across the face. And Donnie, I would say as a 12 to 14 handicap myself, hopefully that's going to go down. Hearing that I can miss on shots and still won't have the ball go drastically the wrong direction, that's comforting for me. Yeah. The, not only even the wrong direction then, but really it, uh, losing a drastic amount of distance. I think what 
what your players, what your members will see is, you know, when you when you tend to miss a shot, if you let's say you're in a part three, and you know what number, you know what club you pull, and you miss it a little bit on the heel or a little bit low, you know, you're coming up 10, 15, 20, sometimes 20 yards short of the green you're aiming at. On these, I'm not going to say that, that you're going to make it every time, but it's going to be a drastic difference in terms of how much, how short you come or how left or how right you miss that green. One cool thing that PXG does that I really, really like and have a lot of respect for is the PXG for Heroes, where you guys are offering the equipment at a discounted price to military, first responders, EMTs, all of them. That's pretty cool that you guys are engaging with the community and the public like that. I would tell you that is my favorite thing about this company, Then uh, is our Heroes program. It doesn't matter if you are... Uh, retired military, active military, uh, is former is police, fire, EMC. I think right now, especially with what's going on in the world, we're realizing how much uh, our heroes mean to us. And this is a way that we give back. We're not the only company that that gives back or offers a, uh, a discount, if you would. But we are the only one that does it across the board and does it for everybody and everybody that has served or is serving or is um, police fire EMC. We have drastically low prices uh, by comparison to most. And right now, we're actually sharing those prices, those hero prices, with everybody in the general public, whether you're a hero or not, through March 31st. That definitely is a really special program. Thanks again for joining us, Donnie. Love seeing everything about PXG and just all the good news all around for you. I appreciate it, Chance. Always a pleasure speaking with you. Hope you are staying healthy out there, you and your members and everybody listening. Uh, that's that's paramount right now, obviously, on everybody's mind. So can't wait to see you over at Missoula Golf Club as soon as uh, we get back to normal here. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Donnie. Thank you, guys. All right, a lot of us have been sitting around at home, so we should bring in an expert to talk about this. Ryan Giovanno from Achieve Personal Training and Lifestyle Design, located in nearby Aurora, but working with athletes all over the area. You provide coaching and fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle habits. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Fitness-wise, what can we do indoors? Well, the first thing, and probably the most obvious, is uh, just staying active somehow. So that could be anything from walking every day, jogging. But um, from a golf-specific standpoint, um, one of the things that you can do in your home is just focus on building power. And so some pretty easy stuff for power, especially for golfers, is going to be things like vertical jumps, so just kind of jumping. Those can be a regular kind of counter-movement jump where you swing your arms down and jump up and land. It can be a tuck jump where you bring your knees to your chest and land. It could be broad jumping, jumping forward. But uh, for golfers in general, uh, building power, and especially vertical jumps that way, is going to have a huge impact on uh, your, just basically your, your ability to hit the ball further. So that's one. And then uh, just overall body strength. So even though you might only have body weight, you can still do some pretty easy things to add weight. So whatever you're doing, um, the, probably the easiest one, we work with a lot of high school kids um, and just a lot of kids in general. So you just using a backpack, filling it with anything you have at home, 
It might be heavy, which could be books. Um, it could be tools. It could be whatever you guys have laying around. Um, wear a backpack with some heavy weight. And you could easily do squats. You could do lunges. Um, you can do push-ups with just body weight. Or you can wear a backpack and add weight. And then kind of just general core strength. Everybody's done planks before and or plank with an alternating reach or side planks or a one-leg plank. Um, anything like that that's kind of going to cover your whole body uh, would be a, grid, a really good place to start. Are those the same type of things that you'd like to, you know, us to work on as golfers during the season too? Absolutely. Um, vertical vertical power or vertical jumping in general is a is going to be a huge part of you generating force on the ball. So generally speaking, um, people are going to kind of squat down a little bit, like one or two inches on their backswing, and then on their downswing mm-hmm. they're going to end up possibly even jumping or producing vertical force and moving up up to like four to five inches. So there is like an up and down component of a golf swing. So the kind of a general saying is the higher you can jump, the further you can hit the ball. So absolutely, we love to see that. Um, outside of that, lateral movement, side to side movement, that could be like a lateral lunge or a lateral bound, jumping from one leg, landing on the other. Um, those are going to be really good to do during your golf season. And then anything else that can uh, incorporate rotation. So that might be uh, throwing a medicine ball like at a brick wall or a concrete wall and rotating that mm-hmm. way. Um, it could even be anti-rotation. So maybe you're standing and you press the cable out um, and you're kind of perpendicular to the cable machine. So you're avoiding or resisting the urge to rotate. Any of those things are going to be great for golfers. Awesome. Really cool. And diet is always important. I know it's different for each person, but is there any general nutrition tips for those who are at home right now? Nutrition is kind of uh, going to be pretty important now because people are just generally going to be a lot less active than they normally would. Um, people that are, are pretty typically going to go to a gym, obviously that can't happen because everybody's closed. So you're just going to be sitting around a lot more. So uh, I would say that the biggest thing is going to be your carb content, the, like basically the quality and the quantity. So for most people, I would say it's not a bad idea to cut carbs down just a little bit. Uh, and focus a little bit more on quality, so whole food sources. So I would say a general recommendation for people, um, for women, like one palm-sized portion of protein is a good idea with every meal. Um, one to two cup handfuls of healthy carbs with each meal. One thumb size of uh, fat, so that could be like almonds or something like that. And uh, like two-fifths of vegetables would be good. And for men, just a little bit more than that. Two palms of protein, uh, two to three cup handfuls of carbs, two thumbs of fat and uh, three fifths of vegetables per meal would be a really good place to start. But I would say just in general, um, the biggest thing that you want to focus on is just carbohydrates. That's the most variable amongst people. So that might be what people need to play around with a little bit more, but in general with less activity, you won't need as much. Makes sense. Ryan Giovanno from achieve personal training and lifestyle design. How can people reach you guys? Uh, we're on pretty much every social platform, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we even have a TikTok believe it or not. And, uh, I mean, outside of that, we're located right outside Fox Valley Mall. Um, so, yeah, we've been working with a ton of athletes, a lot of swimmers. We have baseball players. We have golfers. Kind of everybody. So, uh, in general population as well. So, that's probably the easiest way is just to do that or, or uh, go to our website at achieve-personaltraining.com. Well, thanks for the insight, and uh, we appreciate all the ideas and good advice. Thanks, guys. All right, take Thank care. You. All right, before we end this episode, I want to introduce a new segment, an Ask a Pro segment. It's our way to introduce our staff to the public, so you know what to expect when you visit Mistwood. Andy, as the director of golf, 
You're going first. I'll ask the questions, and you answer. Pretty simple. Are you ready? All right, let's do this. <laughs> what makes golf so enjoyable, whether it's playing or teaching for you? Oh, man. Uh, I think that the fact that golf, you, you never stop learning. Every single day is new. Every single shot that you have in front of you is a new opportunity. I, I just love the newness and the newness of the challenge. Every single time I hit a golf ball, even if I hit one perfect, that next one, I want that next one to be perfect. And the one after that to be perfect. And I want to continue to figure out, and, and I'm always on the pursuit of trying to basically find perfection. And that's what makes golf great. If, you know, it's so addicting. It's such an addicting game because you always want to be trying to get better. You never hear a golfer go, you know what, I wouldn't mind getting a few shots worse. Like you're always trying to get better. You're always trying to find the latest, the news, trying to find the latest equipment, trying to get the latest tips from everybody. It's, it's such an addicting game because everyone is trying to get better and everyone around you is trying to help you get better. It's a really cool environment. On those lines of trying to get better, greatest golf achievement? Oh, I don't know. I think the I had probably the best six months I had in my life was uh, winning the 2015 uh, PGA Assistance Championship and then following that up uh, with the 2016 uh, TaylorMade uh, National Championship. So uh, winning two national events, I would say, in, in a six-month period is probably my highlight. Um, hopefully more to come, but that was, uh, that was a pretty fun ride. That is pretty cool. Best golf shot you've ever hit? Um, <laughs> you've hit a lot of them, I'm sure, right? <laughs> uh, it, I would say probably the, the three-wood I hit off the of 18T, leading by two shots in that uh, PJ Assistance Championship, knowing I had to hit that shot perfect with the wind conditions and uh, just knowing that I had to hit that. It was a perfect tee shot. I hit a three-wood about 285 right down the middle, which for those of you that know me know how crazy that is that I would have hit it that far and that's great. So. Um, yeah, that's probably, probably the best shot I ever hit. And then followed by the second best shot I ever hit would have been that nine iron. Um, Ooh, can I actually change my answer? It's a free program here. You can do whatever you want. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so it would have been the, uh, tee shot on 18 at Pebble being tied for the lead, uh, in the Taylor May national championship. Either one. I'll say <laughs> either one. We'll accept both favorite club in the bag. Um, I would, this is a tough answer right now because it was my two ball. So I had putted with the same two ball since 2011. And now I'm actually going to try to put in play the new triple track um, with the triple track golf ball. So uh, I would have said putter up until about a month ago. I have a lot of confidence in in this new one. Um, Consistently, for me, it's probably uh, probably lob wedge and putter, so probably those two. My least favorite driver. I probably shouldn't admit that as a decent player, but my least favorite club is driver. A lot of it depends on the day, too. Yeah. All right, last question. You've played a lot of great courses, a lot of courses we all wish we could play, but what is at the top of your bucket list? Ooh, top of my bucket list. Well, Augusta National is at the top of everyone's bucket list. That's an easy uh, answer. I would say, yeah, Augusta National is, is the easy answer. I was able to check one off 
uh, about a month ago at Cypress Point. So that was that was one of my lists. I would say the other ones probably would be Shinnecock and Seminole. Um, and then overseas would be obviously the old course and then uh, maybe the Royal Port Rush, Royal Melbourne in Australia. Can't think of too many more. But, yeah, I've been uh, extremely fortunate. But if I could ever check Augusta National off the list, I think I'd be pretty satisfied. It is a dream a lot of us have. Fun segment, Ask a Pro. We'll try to do that from week to week, see how that goes. Can't get out on the golf course yet. We will keep you posted in the days and weeks ahead. Hopefully we'll be out there before we know it, enjoying the weather and good company. Thanks for listening. Get in the cart. Right at us. The best in the business, Roger Cleveland. Can't wait to get back to Chicago in this one. This is Party of Four, a Mistwood Golf Club podcast.